when he's looking at the uh, kid licking the pole. He's like, what's what's he doing? And I'm like, he's like, he's licking a pole outside. And he's like, you don't do that while it's cold. And he goes, he goes, uh, like, you need help? I'm like, yes, he'll need the fire department. <laughs> like, <sighs> he gets his head ripped from the pole. And he's just like, he's like my kid's like, is it hurt? I'm like, yes, it hurts. Hello and welcome to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about video games, entertainment, anime, life, a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host today, Joe, and with me, the man who always parties like it's 1999, Nick. How you doing, Nick? Yeah, um, I pull out uh, Dreamcast uh, and I play Shinmu in Virtua Fighter on it. Um, and uh, I'm going to be doing that again this year. Uh, I also uh, listen to uh, I listen to Goo Goo Dolls and that song. I get knocked down. No, maybe that might have been. Yeah, but that'd be like a year old, I think. I also listen to Eiffel 65, but that's just normal. I think everyone does that. Um, yeah, I always try to party like it's uh, 1999. All right. Uh, glad you held up the uh, you ran with the bit. That was awesome. All right, I did my best, uh, Joe. Yeah. I always, I always, sometimes do. Uh, how do you yes party? And, right? Do you? Yeah. How do you party? Do you? Um, do you party hard with children now? So I mean, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> kind of. You know, <laughs> that's my, my why you're not allowed within a thousand feet of a school. And now, now my levels. Now I'm down to here, and it's just like. You know, the people said have kids, it'd be great. You'll have lots of fun. And this is like, okay, when does it get fun, guys? Um, and they move out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, 18 years, right? You've, 20, you've told me um, a couple times about some things that your kids do that you just have a, a you just, you're just tickled pink by, uh, especially now that uh, some of them, that uh, the one of them is starting to talk and uh, be aware of the world. It's it's yeah. Sweet. My my youngest is my youngest is now finally starting to show um show that they care about us. So that's like yay, we get positive affirmation, not just a uh you know uh resting attitude. So it's just like you know the we officially spoiled the kids this year for Halloween. Uh, yeah, it was just like I think halfway through gift buying, we're like I, I had to turn to my wife and I'm like, yep, I actually think it's official. We've, we're we're spoiling them, you know and then that didn't stop me from continuing to buy other stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're going to get the stuff that I didn't get to have as a kid. And yeah, that, that works. So <laughs> they, they have way more toys than they need to. Uh, but I'm like, cool. Now we can liquidate the old stuff. And uh, luckily there's a few friends that are having some kids. So we're like, all right, cool. Just pass it along. Uh, you know, secondhand, nothing wrong with that. So mm-hmm. I know had, uh, had some family over as well. Uh, and as far as new year's goes, Every New Year's, we have a, a buddy of ours comes down from Wisconsin. And that's just kind of been tradition since we moved uh, to the States again. So, yeah, uh, it'll be nice to see them again. It's always the one guarantee that we have. Like, even during COVID, we're like, yeah, we don't care. Just come on by. <laughs> I mean, so long as you're not showing symptoms and we're not, you know, we're all good. So it was uh, it was the one consistent. Uh, but, yeah. It's good. Uh, you do anything special for New Year's? Yeah, I went up to see my brother in uh, in Dallas and... Uh... All that was for Christmas. Yeah, I did that for Thanksgiving, and they invited me back for Christmas. So, so I did that as oh, well. They liked you. What? <laughs> I said, oh, they liked you. I guess, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of uh, uh, my nephew 
is getting older now. He's a he's a teenager, and uh, he's um, starting to like me more. So that's that's cool. Um, I didn't really uh, didn't had a hard time relating to him for for a while, but he's uh, he's kind of starting to like me more. I think it's just time to spend more time with him. Um, but uh, anyway, so. So, so that was good, and I picked up some some good used items from my brother as well. He gave me this uh this Cowboys uh puffy jacket, basically like the one that Jimmy Johnson used to wear in the '90s, because it's from the '90s. Uh, but anyway, it's a really really nice uh, Cowboys jacket. And I was like, dang! So been enjoying wearing that. Um, some nice drip. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it was a uh, pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah. Came back. Oh, I don't know if I should admit this, but I made it. So you, 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 you probably won't, you won't really know, but um, it takes like three and a half hours, maybe a little more to go from Dallas to Austin normally. But I drove back on Christmas Day and uh, I drove, I would say how fast I was driving, but I made it back in under three hours <laughs> and I stopped for gas twice. One of the times I didn't need you at all. Uh, but, but I made it back. I made it back at that amount of time, and um, I there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people on the road. People were passing me still, uh, going very fast. But uh, I found out later that there's a statewide police stand down order on on uh, Christmas Day this past year. So I guess that got hilarious. I got lucky with that one. But I was just going with. I mean, there was nobody on the road really. I mean, there's some people, but it wasn't really heavy traffic and just clear the whole way. So it was, uh, it was cool. Definitely the fastest I'll probably ever go from Dallas to Austin or vice versa. So yeah. Anyway, that was my Christmas. Yeah. It was pretty cool. There's, there's a stretch of a highway here outside of Chicago where it's like, it's 55 and it's a paid toll area. And it's just like, if you're in the, in this three lane wide, and if you're in the left lane, uh, doing 70 in a 55, you're risking getting shot because you're going too damn slow. Um, it's just like, you have to be doing at least 75, 80, you know, it's just like, that is the acceptable left lane, you know, route in a 55 zone. Uh, and that's, that is just the morning commute. I mean, like even whenever there's, whenever it's normal and there's a normal amount of traffic or more than a normal amount of traffic, it's like 78, 80, you know, we're right, right at 80 uh, is the kind of flow of traffic um, going you know, going to and from Dallas from, from Austin. So, um, I think that's just like some of the, there's a lot of road, there's some road that's 75. So I think it'll be, the speed limits will be 80, um, in the next decade or two, just cause the cars can handle it. And it's just, the roads are kind of being built to, to accommodate it, I think. But anyway, enough about yeah. road talk, road rage. <laughs> well, all right. We we do talk about video games sometimes, and nice. you know the uh, this last couple of weeks have been a little weak on the news. But uh, Nick here has picked uh, what he feels like he should we should talk about. So here we go. Yeah, for us, a little weak on the news. Just uh, you kind of you made me aware of this insomniac situation. Um, this is a week old now, but basically a ransomware group claimed uh, that they had hacked. Um, uh, insomniac and had a bunch of stolen files uh, and information so they were they're trying to get get money um, approximately two million dollars or 50 bitcoins or whatever um, in order to I guess give the data back without exposing it 
Um, so yeah, there, there's not really a lot of information, um, that I can see, uh, insomniac is, um, it's a touchy subject because there's, you know, you, you have the basic information that, you know, most people would be somewhat interested in is like the video game releases or like what their projected forecast is, um, things that usually get leaked with this kind of stuff. But then there was like personal emails or like in, you know, like a lot of in-house shop talk and things that really don't have, um, you know, we have no business really talking about, uh, in, in my opinion, um, uh, I mean, the, the interesting part is just seeing what games were on the docket and, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, and to see what they're when they're planning on coming out, because, you know, like it's uh, people are curious about, you know, think, you know, we know that the new Wolverine games coming out. We know, uh, you know, they're planning on doing the new um, Spider-Man, uh, another one in the future, things like that. So, so to see kind of peek behind that curtain and get a, you know, get a heads up is interesting. But at the same time, by exposing all this it becomes like liable, you know, like you're like, well, it may not come out when you project it. And also it may just get dropped. It's so early. And like, we're talking about stuff, uh, pre- you know, all the so way to uh, like 2030. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, so they did really smart to, you know, so, so, so they did end up re- releasing most of the information, the, uh, the, 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 the cyber attackers. So, I mean, like, I think I kind of agree with that. I don't know. It depends. But in general, I think I agree with that. Not paying them money um, because it's like a lot of that stuff is like we might. I mean, a lot of stuff, if you've been listening to video game news for a while, you know that a lot of stuff gets scrapped. You hear stuff, there's scuttlebutt. Um, the real pros, not people like us, but like real journalists um, talk about how they know things and I, I believe them. They're not just bragging, but they're like, they're like, they, they hear things. They know things way, way, way in advance. And they just have to keep their mouth shut about it. Not because they're under an NDA, but, but because they have professional responsibility to that. And they hear things that, that get canceled that, you know, hear about things like way early before they get canceled or anything like that. And, um, so I don't know. To me, I think they'd probably made the right decision um, to not relent to the attackers. On the other hand, I mean, the data, if it was people's personal data, like some of this stuff is like passport um, copies, which I'm kind of curious as to why the company has that. But I guess there's probably a reason. But uh, well, if you're if you're if the company's paying for you to fly overseas and they're booking the tickets for you, they would have to. Have uh, it. Yeah, they, they would. Probably, they'd probably have to have that information. Also, yeah. if you're working overseas, um, you know that I can see them. Or if you're from overseas working, you know, then you'll need uh, that information for green card status or any of that such. Um, so that stuff really stinks. Um, and yeah. you know, it's just the. I agree that in. In the grand scheme of things, yes, um, you know the average data. You know, you shouldn't be spending that much money to get your data back because of the fact that um, it could really, you know, depending on your company, it could really cripple you in the long run because what little cushion you have is now all gone, and it's like the next game is make or break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you can't necessarily be living that close. You know, like, and who knows. Um, how much they have invested in other things. So they may not be, it's not like Nintendo sitting on their, you know, uh, war chest of funds that they can, you know, rely on. And 
you know, the, I think one of the also one of the things that really sucks about this is they the quote unquote playable, um, you know, build of Wolverine that was uh, leaked. Mm. And, you know, what is considered playable, that's very broad. It could be anything from just, you know, like uh, temporary art assets and, uh, you know, and the actual level of move, basic movement because you're technically able to play it and you can go to a start to end to a finish and do a number of move sets but it may not be nowhere near the uh final polish you know look like and so that could give people the wrong idea of what game you're coming out with and they could vastly change the game because that one's still coming you know wolverine's not coming out for a while yet you know a handful of years so okay it's you know it can easily change how it looks and how it plays you know a number of times between now and then yeah um i mean when is Wolverine supposed to come out? 2026? 2025? Uh, 26, I think, yeah. Oh, then yeah, that's that's a that's a freaking alpha build, whatever they got. I mean, yeah, there's that game is gonna be what well, whatever you're playing today, whatever you whatever you're downloaded and you're playing today is it's gonna be totally different. It's gonna be or it could be totally different, uh, and likely will be. Um, because I mean I've heard I think the guys I think uh for, for Naughty Dog, the first Last of Us the developers said that the game sucked up until um, like three months before release. They were like, they, they said it just, they're working on it, working on it. And then they're like, this is not a good game. And then magically in the last three months it came together and they were able to make something really, really great. But like it took that long, you know, it, it took the whole time. And how many years was that in development? Probably three or four, you know? So so yeah, I mean, if that's all they got, which I could probably do some more due diligence and read more about everything that was hacked, but if Wolverine was the biggest prize that they got, then then I think that uh, uh, Insomniac got off pretty easy because um, that game's going to be yeah. different. Yeah, but once again, like I said, some of these things they want to keep under the, you know under lid. Uh, like oh yeah, you know, for sure. But so that's yeah. and that, that's why I'm not going to really go. But that's I'm not going to go blow by blow. Like people, if you are interested, you can look it up. You know, it's an easy Google search. Unfortunately, but it is the nature of the beast. Um, yeah. So that that's it. It's you know it really sucks, but you know at the same time, if you give in in the situation like this, then you're just going to be like, oh, they're you're easy money, and you'll get targeted again. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know, hopefully uh, it won't happen again. And, you know, it, it's, you know, it's unfortunate because they're a good team. They make good stuff. Um, I've not been disappointed with them. Uh, so I, and they're one of the few, few companies I can reliably be like, yeah, I want to play that game, you know, sight unseen. Like you just tell me about their game. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'm, I'm game. So, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I mean, it's, and it was a crappy way to end the holiday season, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, them. at least, I mean, there was no, like, was a couple of years ago, or the PlayStation Store went down. I know it's happened a couple of times, but, like, PlayStation Online went down. Um, due the to big one happened in, like, 2010. Yeah, that was probably, like, the biggest one. But there was one in, like, 2016, 2017, um, some, some Christmas day. It, it went, it got hacked. And so, like, yeah, it just, it just, that, that, those... Like those kind of hacks, like those really suck because it's that's just they're just being a d bag. They're just being d bags, you know. They're just trying to ruin everyone's Christmas day. It's like, why you got to be that way, man? Anyway, um, 
but yeah so uh yeah that's uh that is you're right that's a crappy way to end the the christmas holiday for for insomniac and yet you giggle uh, well you gotta laugh to keep from crying yeah right no it's a uh, heart you know hearts out to them i mean it's it is it a rough is spot to be in and you know it's not no one you know no one deserves it so just um you know hopefully you know just in the new year you know gonna be a better year that's all you can hope for right yeah. um all right, guys. Uh, yeah, I think that's really it for the news this time around, right? It yeah. Looks like on the docket here. There's probably more we could pull out, but we're going to be doing some extra stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump to kind of what we've been playing. Uh, you have a few things on here, and finally, uh, a big one, right? Yes, I have finally completed uh, Alan Wake two, um, sort of. So. Yeah, so anyway, I got through the I got through the end of the game and um found out that the final draft playthrough was going to be necessary or more necessary than than I thought. So anyway, so uh, I get to start playing that. I don't know how far I'm going to get into it though. I know I'm going to play probably 5 or 10 hours of it. Uh but I need a break from Alan Wake. Um I need to play some other games, but, but, uh, yeah, so, so I just finished that and, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually in the middle of playing, playing, uh, Alan Wake, uh, for the second time, but not the final draft because, uh, first time I played on PC and now I'm actually playing, um, thanks to you and your, uh, PlayStation five share function. Uh, I'm now playing on my PS five. Um, it is so much easier after playing it with a, the first time. Uh, and so knowing the like the layout and the maps, but also be like the some of the control functions are so much nicer. Um, I I com- you, I complained about the flashlight beforehand, and it is a is completely different beast on PlayStation because you just tap the R one button and it just pretty much auto targets. You know, so long as you're just nearby the enemy, and you can't even get her interrupted that well. So it was it made certain things real smooth. Um, but yeah, I'm almost I'm almost done beating. Uh, beating it again and then i'm going to go ahead and roll into the uh the final draft as well uh we'll talk more about the actual our thoughts on the the base game um later on in a separate thing so we won't really spend too much time on it now but that's kind of been uh between the holiday that's been my comfort thing going just going back to something i already kind of knew Mm, and uh yeah so that's kind of been my holiday game right now but there's a there's a few things uh, that are on sale and such that you were looking at, right? Yeah. So um, I was looking at the Nintendo and PlayStation sales, and uh, I'm looking to get uh, some old, cheap games. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of looking to maybe go back and play some old stuff that that I'd missed. Uh, Oxen Free and Vampire Survivors. I just I bought those uh, a little uh, on Christmas Eve. Because those were those were nice and cheap, um, and Vampire Survivors is just it's just good. So that's that's a great one to take around. It's, it fits perfectly. This was on Switch. I bought Oxenfree and Vampire Survivors, so I figured those two will play good on Switch, um, and they're just good to have around. Um, but uh, for my, for my wish list, there's two newer games that I don't think are going to be very good, but they are on sale. Or one of them's on sale, and uh, they're just very cheap uh and i want to play something kind of new so i can you know talk about it on the podcast or whatever also probably not going to take very long so 
you know, not not a huge risk on these two, but 20 minutes till dawn um, and then Pixel Cafe. So I'm going to give those a try. And then um, for PlayStation, there's Hades, which I've played before on PC, but I think I'd like to play it on, on a nice big TV on, on, on my PS5. Uh, Inscription, which was like one of the biggest games of last year, the biggest surprises of last year. Disco Elysium, which everybody talks about, is Hales is great, and then Hollow Knight. Um, not so sure about Hollow Knight. I have played a little, little bit of it before, but I have it on PC. It's just I don't know. I just want a more comfortable experience um, with that game, and if I end up getting it again, kind of hard to make myself buy it again. But uh, anyway, so so I'm just kind of looking forward to maybe getting those. Um, Nice, nice, cheap little games that I've always wanted to play, but haven't really had had time. So yeah, that's the plan for me right now. Uh, double check if Hollow Knight's on Game Pass because I think it is. I know, um, but so I you can maybe, but I just uh, have that on PC. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you want to use a controller, I mean, for me, it's the um, I've played Hollow Knight before. On, I think I have it on the PS4, and it was. I see why people really like it, and I give it credit for that. But there was just something just missing from it. I just could not get into it like everyone else does. Um, I think it's one of those games that has to, after like 10 hours, but yeah, you know, I was going to say, I think I it's one of those games that has to bite you. You have to go, mm, I don't, I don't really care. I only get it. And then like, at, like at like hour 10 minute 36, it just, Oh, and like it becomes fun. Like Hitman was that way for me. Like Hitman, the, these, uh, these new ones, uh, I played that game for probably like 15 or 20 hours close to that before I was like, Oh, this is super fun. But I had to know a lot about the game before it became that way. So maybe it's like that. But the reason, I mean, I could play, I have a controller and I have a PC and I, I played it before on PC, but I don't know. I want to sit down on the couch and play it on a good sound system on a big TV, you know, I guess it's probably only going to be in, in 1080, but I don't know. The, the the OLED is is better. It's it's just going to be a better experience, I think. And I, I still may not go for it. I might I might do something else, but um, if I do that, that'll be the reason why. Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, interested in Inscription myself uh, because uh, I believe that's the same creator who did um, uh, was it uh, Pony Canyon and a few other games. Uh, and another one I can't remember that really like it, they like to blur the lines and break the fourth wall, things like that. They really do fun, unique things. Pony um, Island. Oh, I said Pony Canyon. Pony Canyon is the uh, is an anime. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Was, was a TV brought to you by, and oh. it's Pony Canyon. Like they're they're an audio group, I think. Uh, but yeah, they did like the Hex and Pony Island. Uh, those were like the two things that um that I remember them doing, and yeah, so it's it's. I, um, I'm on purpose. I try to keep myself in the dark about it because usually, if you find out the things that they do, it kind of starts ruining some of the um, some of the mystique. And it's just it's great as it, you start to th see things unfold. At least with Pony Island, it was just like, yeah, this is a really dumb game. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, it's becoming really neat. All of a sudden, I don't know where it became kind of ridiculously hard. And then yeah. I kind of got stuck for a little bit. And then something else happened, and. I got sidetracked, so I never got I never got to finish it, which was uh, that's on me, and I really do want to finish it, especially since they talked about making a sequel. So yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, but so give that. I, I'm kind of curious to see you play that game. Yeah, it was uh, what, the biggest miss I think I had of last year. Was it what, what did Inscription come out last year? Or was it two years ago? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was 20. Was it 21? No I think way. it was 2021. Okay. At the, well, anyway, two years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, check this. But yeah, uh, I mean, you know, because it's been out for a bit now. Twenty twenty one. She is. Yeah. Um, Devolver Digital. Interesting. Uh, Daniel Mullins must be the Pony Island guy. Yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty one. It probably were. I think I was just hearing about it a lot at the late twenty twenty one, and so. I guess that's why it felt like 2022. I don't know. Well, I mean, it came out on, I know you're a big Switch fan, so it came out in uh, December of 2022. Okay. So that that might have been what uh, you know, triggered in your memory. No, I just remember them talking about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I was in my old apartment. So, yeah, <laughs> now that I kind of remember where I was when I was listening to those podcasts, people talk about it. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely one of the ones of 2021 that I, biggest misses, where I was like, dang, I should have played that. Um, that and D- D- Disco Elysium, um, as far as story and kind of uh, all that stuff goes, definitely um, high, been high on my list for a while. Yeah, I mean, I have a backlog I have to go through r- right now. There's not really much that's on my docket that I'm I'm looking forward to be picking up right now. I mean, I'm currently, uh, I still uh, have barely had a chance to even touch Resident Evil since last time, yeah. uh, and I'm super stoked about it. Uh, but I also really lo- I want to finish up Alan Wake first. There's the um, I just got Hogwarts from the library. It was just on a waiting list, so I'm like that came in, and I remember you playing through that game uh, and beating it, you know, last year. So I was like, all right, um, you actually finished it. So I'm like, that seems to be, you know, that's kind of a, like your endorsement. I'm like, you don't take the time to finish a lot of games. I mean, you'll enjoy them, but you just don't usually commit to completion. Yeah, so. that one uh, Hogwarts was just kind of like the the bullshit in that game was just kind of fun like the like there was a lot of little Disney things work or like the checklist stuff you yeah mean? the checklist stuff was was fun without and you no know, without being really hard and you could kind of just like go through the world is really good um one not obviously not the first ps5 game but one of the earlier ps5 games that i'd really sunk my teeth into um, and so, uh, so like a lot of the graphics were just like for, first starting that game and wandering on Hogwarts, I was just like, dang, this is really real, just very realistic. Um, and it felt like being in, in the movie or whatever. Um, so I guess that's probably why it was a little bit easier to get through those first 25 hours or so. And then I did kind of rush through the last 10 that, that finished it about 35 hours but but um yeah it's it's definitely a chill that's the other thing too is it's a chill game you can be like i don't really feel like doing anything i almost feel like going to bed but i can just you can just snap on and play and play a couple little spots and discover some stuff and it just makes it easy to, to pick up and play yeah um those kind of games are really nice for like just for like podcast type of games you know it's like you, there's not a big story beat going on just take your time like listen to a podcast while you do it um yeah, there is something methodical just about you know like going through and doing all these little checklist stuff um every now and then i'll get into a game like that something like a far cry or um i think one of the last ones i remember doing that was like 
oh, it was a okay game, but like not really great game was like Mad Max. Like it had, like it just had a bunch of stuff to do, and I was like, all right, the core game was just it was all right. Uh, but at the same time, it was right time, right place for me, where I could just like, all right, this is the time where I turn off my brain, and I just roll around, do some do some stuff, and collect the things. And I hundred percent of that game. Uh, I spent way more time. Like I think at the end the end of the year, PlayStation gave me my list of like. Uh, what how what game you played the most of? I'm like, oh dang, I played that game a little too much, didn't I? But it's like it was almost embarrassing. But I was just like, yeah, it was also like I wasn't playing it hard or serious. I didn't have to complete it for like in a matter of time. So I was just like, yeah, just chilled. So yeah, I could see that game being a nice um decompressor after this holiday season. And but I do have a few things in this next year that I wanted that I I didn't get to touch on like um uh the armor core uh that came out i really wanted to at least see what that's all about uh i'm very bad at from soft style games so i'm not expecting to beat it or anything like that but i just wanted to really just get a get a good feel for it you know play a handful of it so you know things like that are on my my to-do list um but yeah it's it's more it's more or less uh you know a lot of the stuff that i've just kind of had already and it's just stockpiling i'm like i really need to take out a little bit of my backlog so yeah uh well this beginning of the year is going to be pretty boring for me so well boring as in like nothing brand new and shiny but more like be a little older so yeah uh so what do you got coming up that you're really looking forward to then yeah so um you know kind of uh you're talking about getting in your backlog and i think i'm going to do the same thing i mean obviously if i'm playing to play these games um but uh, these, this next year coming up, there's not a lot of stuff that I'm just super stoked about. Um, so, you know, there's not like a big, like a Zelda title or really too much that's ob- that's like obviously like, oh, I definitely have to play that. Um, so I think this is going to be a good year for that. But the, there are two games that I know of that I am interested in. The first one's Tekken 8. Um, but I probably won't buy it because I've barely played any street fighter. Uh, and I just, I think I'm just, I think I'm just gonna have to give up on the fighting games. I'm just not going to play them enough. They're one of those games where I wish that I liked them more than I actually do. Um, cause I'm not going to play them enough to get good at them to really, um, enjoy them, but I am interested in Tekken eight. So I'm glad it's coming out. Maybe I can, uh, finagle a way to play it or something like that. But so I'm interested in that. But the the game that I'm most interested in is uh, Frostpunk Two. Um, I don't remember when it was that I played Frostpunk One fairly recently on the podcast uh, a year or so ago. Um, but that game ate my life for. Gosh, I think I spent. I think I spent like. I don't know. I think I spent not not super long, but like. 30 or 40 hours on it in a flash, just very, just very, very fast. Um, so I'm, uh, it was one of those games where I would, where I would, sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't hear you. I lost you. Uh, all right. How about now? Yeah. All right. So the, uh, I think that was one of the games where, uh, that opened up your masochistic side where you're like, it just creeped open the door. You're like, yep, uh, I like the abuse. And then from then you started really going into those punishing games. Uh, I was expecting you to um, play like this war of mine or something like that coming up, you know, because you, you were really into a few of those games where it's like just 
punish me more and make me overcome like crazy obstacles. Yeah, because Ixion was the same way. And that was the other game. And Ixion, for some reason, took... It wasn't as fun, but it took longer, weirdly enough. And it was like... I know I spent 60 hours in a really short amount of time. But like for Frostpunk, I would... I would just like... It'd be like a Saturday and I would start playing in the morning and I'd look up like every once in a while and it'd like two hours would pass two hours and then two hours and then two hours and just be like, dang, I'm so hungry, but this game is so freaking good. Um, yeah. So I needless to say, I'm super looking forward to Frostpunk two. That is a definite day one buy for me. Um, I, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I must have bought that on, uh, I must have got that on Epic, Epic Games. I was trying to see how long I played it, because I know there's, yeah, it must have been, or was it Game Pass? Anyway, whatever. Um, I played I played it a lot. I played it really fast. It was fun. So, looking forward to Frostpunk 2. Hopefully that'll come out this year. They don't have a release date for it, but it said, what, first half of 2024? Uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, supposed to be first half projected uh, March, April ish. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm kind of curious if it's actually gonna hold to that. My my guess is it'd be, it'd be it's gonna be bumped back. You know, yeah. probably like third quarter. They probably want to avoid that if, if possible because third quarter is usually pretty busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, uh, for me. I guess the big one coming up it'd be in February. Uh, I think it's uh. So it's going to be February 29th, uh, I think. Let me double check. But it's going to be the new uh, Persona. Persona, well, the new remake to Persona 3 Reload. Mm. And so that's, uh, for me, I'm actually really curious about that. I don't know if I have the time to sink into a Persona game. Uh, but I really liked the last, I really liked it years ago when I played it. Um, I only played the the base game. I didn't play the FES, the Festival Edition. Uh, which had some of the extra content at the end. I believe I ended up buying the por the uh, portable version, and I just never like I played it for a little bit, and I just couldn't get you know couldn't spend the time to get into it. But the mechanics were much better there. So I think to re up some you know some people are a little disappointed because it's not getting as high in polish as they are expecting. But I'm like, what are you like? I don't. So long as it has the quality of life. In, uh, upgrades and it has a slight polish you know then i'm fine with it It doesn't have to be completely from the bottom up like uh ray tracing lighting or all this you know crap like i just i honestly think the game's going to be fine uh and i'm really curious how it's going to be played out so uh, i think that's going to be if you never played persona 3 that you just, just go ahead and play this one you know wait for it and yeah. uh i like the game a lot it's my second favorite persona game uh you know four being my favorite but i just like those characters a lot but persona 3 is super solid um so i totally recommend just keep putting some time into it if you get a chance to yeah that's a, one of those games i would like to play um along with persona 5 uh <laughs> but uh one of these days one of these days when i'm old and retired maybe i can play persona 5 <laughs> yeah well Okay, I'm day. sorry. Um, so the um, Persona Three is February second. Okay. Um, February 29th was the uh, the current release date for that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh yeah. Uh, 
I'm curious about it. Uh, at the same time, it's just I I don't know. I just one of those things. I like I am just tempering my expectations because you know there's uh it's still too early and that team as you know uh Square Enix is uh they're noted for milking franchises and making them super wonky or at least from what they've done to Kingdom Hearts. So I don't really have the highest expectations. Uh I mean granted visually it looks amazing. Uh and so did the last game. And I played and beat the base game. I did not do the DLC uh in the integrade. So um, you know, at the same time, I do. I probably will look it up online or something like that if I ever get around to playing it, just to fill in the gaps for what I didn't play. I don't. I will not play that first game again, though. <laughs> that game just became too long for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think I have like ten hours left on that. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of fought. Yeah, I've kind of fallen off that that train. I I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna go for it. But if you get it and you're like, hey, it's actually pretty cool, then I might. I try to jump back in yeah um and then i guess the last one that i'm you know within the first uh half of the year that i'm kind of curious about is the Auden chronicles uh the hundred heroes so this is the sukun guys uh you know this is their spiritual successor hundred heroes that's in line with everything else it's always 101 stars of destiny um 101 uh technical party members you can get a lot of them are missable or you know, all, all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, the games are always pretty awesome. Now, I'm not sure exactly. I'm, I'm kind of curious what scope this game's supposed to be. I would prefer it if it wasn't necessarily like a 60-hour, you know, epic saga and it was something a little smaller. But with, uh, I don't know, with the way their track record, you know, who knows? Uh, it looks amazing. It looks just like uh, the games I used to remember in my head. And the soundtracks were always really solid. So, yeah, I'm, that's... The unfortunate thing is, if it is a long game, I just don't think I'll have the time for it. Um, the heart's willing, but the lifestyle isn't. <laughs> so the thumbs are uh, thumbs are not what they used to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can only I, I only have so much sleep I can you know forego. Yeah, uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, well, that's kind of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, outside of that, that's been it for you know the game section here. Uh, but you have been watching a few new holiday stuff you said, right? Yeah. Whenever I went uh, to my brother's, uh, he turned on the sci-fi movie came out earlier this year called the creator. Um, and uh, I'd been wanting to, I'd kind of been wanting to see it. I heard it was pretty good. Um, it's starring, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's Denzel Washington's son, something Washington. Uh, anyway, um, he's a pretty good actor. He was in, um, Tenet and some other stuff, um, Black Klansman, which I haven't seen, but I want to see. But anyway, so I wa- so he turned that on. Uh, so my brother turned that on one night, and I was like, I started watching. I was like, dang, this is actually pretty good. Um, ended up finishing it the next day. Um, and it's it's a it's good sci-fi set in Vietnam, um, and it's about like. AI robots that are sentient, I guess, and their conflict with humanity. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's got a lot of cool ideas in it. Um, it, it goes, it goes places. Uh, it doesn't really drag at all. It was a good movie. It was really good. It was a lot, it was a lot more than I expected. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. 
And then I watched this other movie, uh, Christmas Day, called Candy Cane Lane with uh, Eddie Murphy. And I forget the the lady that plays his wife in it, but, but she's really funny too. But anyway, it's about a it's it's a Christmas movie that just came out uh, at the beginning of December of this year, um, and it's um, it's a dumb family movie, but it has some some good like some good like grown up jokes uh, sprinkled throughout that. No, I I really enjoy I really enjoy those, but it was just kind of silly. But it was a it was a nice um, palate cleanser of a movie for Christmas Day. And, um, so anyway, I can recommend both of those movies, uh, if you are so inclined, but you should probably watch a trailer, um, before watching either of those, because if you're not looking for that, you're probably not going to enjoy it, but All right. I they're fun. Uh, so what is your, um, I guess this should have been asked before the holiday, you know, before the holidays, but what is your like holiday movie list that, you know, anything you mandatory have to watch? Or like is usually a tradition for you? Um, I have a hot take on a Christmas movie. I consider the Lord of the Rings to be a Christmas a movie to watch on Christmas. I know that's the only time you have enough time to do nothing where everyone almost has off. See, that's a that's a edition. That's a good factor. But like those movies are very, they're like, they feel old timey, even though they're only 23 years old or whatever, they feel they're kind of old timey They're Um, there's like no cursing in them. The music is very soft. There's like fighting, but there's, it's kind of, there's not really any blood or when there is blood, it's just black or whatever. It's just, it's, there's something about those movies that, is wholesome to me. And so I don't always watch them, but like, like this year I didn't because I was around other people, but like if I'm in control, I'll usually, <laughs> I'll usually turn them if, off. If I'm alone, I'll watch it. But if I'm around other people, I can't watch it. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Uh, so that, that is like my, my hot tech Christmas movie for other ones. Um, Home alone comes on. I think it kind of switches around every year. But Home Alone tends to come out, and uh, you know, um, I watched Jingle All the Way. I think two years ago, and that was a sad. That was a COVID Christmas. I had COVID that Christmas, and that was pretty pretty brutal, uh, a pretty brutal Christmas. But but I finally watched Jingle All the Way. That would be one that I would throw on again because it's just so stupid. Um, you gotta watch Jingle All the Way with people who. You know, who would also really like uh, Arnold's, you know, acting, and who know the movie enough to mock it the entire way through. And Sinbad, because uh, I, mean... I had a, I had, you know, I had an old roommate who was the biggest uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and so he and I would watch pretty much anything and everything at any given time. You'd just be like, well, yeah, let's just pop in, you know, like pop in Predator for the upteens time, or like we'll watch like La- uh, Last Action Hero oh, uh, yeah. stuff like that, and it was just. Or uh, True Lies, you know, it's just like, uh, it was, and then you're just doing your, your dumb Arnold voice while just watching it, and it's great. Yeah, uh, those are... The movie itself, it's 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 crap, but it's it's hilarious uh, with, with the right people. Those movies are always great because everyone's seen them a bunch, and so you can dip in and dip out. You can talk over them, you can shout, you can, like, everyone can forget about it and go in the kitchen for, like, 30 minutes 
And then, you know, while you make like your popcorn and chocolate and s'mores or whatever over the stove and then uh, be like, what were you doing? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> True lies is still on in the other room and you come back and I don't know. Those movies are, are great for that. The Arnold movies are probably yeah, the best it's, for that. It's your, uh, you like your holiday comfort food uh, for sure. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question, but basically, yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Um, I guess, you know, for me, my family just does, you know, we end up, I do the traditional die hard. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got, I think this year we did uh, a Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, I watched that I last year. We, <laughs> we did a, uh, I think a couple years back, I think it was during COVID. We did like five renditions of the Christmas Carol. Uh, one with Patrick Stewart, one like, you got uh, the Muppets. You have uh, Scrooge, uh, which I still, you know, it's probably arguably one of the best um, holiday movies. And you know, it's like, but I forgot. We just went through a bunch of them, and we're like, all right, uh, kind of rated them in our own brain. I'm like, this is what we like. Uh, but you know, my kids don't know anything about the Muppets, so I'm like, all right, I'll just leave this on, and this kind of just, you know, you what I like, like I said, um, you can talk over it. Don't really have to pay attention. You know, come back every now and then. Uh, yeah, I always like Michael Caine is uh is great in it. You know, he he does his his bit well. But um, yeah, the uh, yeah, he was pretty yeah. good in that Muppet one. Uh, you're talking about Die Hard, so I think it was last year. It must have been last year. There's this group chat that I'm in, and this guy popped off with he didn't think that Die Hard was a Christmas movie, um, and he had uh, some weak little argument or whatever and uh this this lady responded to him with a with a very well written eloquent or well argued essay on why die hard is a christmas movie (laughs) and just just totally cratered him just like just like set the record straight it was uh it was it was a sight to behold um (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I actually think that if with, um, when you compare compare to other Christmas movies, there is a huge argument to be made why it is Christmas film. Um, there's a lot of films out there that aren't, uh, you know, that are classic classic films. I'm like, no, they're, they're kind of garbage. Um, what's the one that they show on TV every year? Uh, it's a wonderful life. hate it. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Um, I mean that the, yeah. that whole movie from front to back is garbage. I'll say it. I, that is my that is my stance. Uh, the movie is literally about it. nice guys. If you're lucky, break even. That is it. He is taken advantage of the entire movie. He um, he literally is um, you know abused. Life sucks for him. Uh, he you know he ends up missing good opportunities because he just doesn't you know. Uh, doesn't trust you know in himself or his friends um you know it's like and by the end of it just because he's been dishing out everything he's been so good to everyone you, you're lucky to maybe get a few handouts to break even at the end you know, like that is like it, it just happens to be during christmas it, there's no real the actual christmasy part of it is far and few in that whole movie so that's you know yeah it's just, it happens in the it ends in the christmas it's the christmas spirit to be at all charitable and I, I guess if it happened during um, 
you know, October, he'd be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, I just, that movie is not a, not a good movie at all. Uh, when I've you only, compare it to any other Christmas. I've only seen it once, uh, I think around 20, 2011 or so. And I don't remember hardly anything about it. Um, but well, once again, it's not memorable. You're better off watching. I will argue that Gremlins is a better Christmas movie. Gremlins is um, good. Hands down. Gremlins is a great Christmas movie. I wish Gremlins uh, 2. Uh, I wish Gremlins 2 was set at Christmas, but I think it's set in the summertime. Dang, um, Christmas. Yeah, unfortunately, I, my kids are a little too young to watch Gremlins at this point now. But uh, when they get a little older, Gremlins is most definitely going to be on that list. Uh, but yeah, uh, that and uh, Christmas Story. That, that's, you know, the True and Blue classic. Uh, it's funny because it's, you know, it's, oh, yeah. I think it's set up in Indiana. You know, it's the kid that wants the, uh, you know, the gun. BB gun. Yeah. And I, it was once I got a, a fortune cookie uh, and I opened it up and it's like, in God we trust, all others must pay cash. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And it wasn't until like a year or two later that I realized that is the book in which a Christmas story is based on. Oh. Like if you just read the op- watch the opening, it's like based on the book and in God we trust, you know, it's just like all this big cash. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense now. Uh, and why it was that, why it would be in my fortune cookie because of the way that movie ends. They're <laughs> like, uh, but no, that's, I actually ended up uh, showing that to the family again because uh, some family members forgot about that. So I'm like, yeah, all right, here we go. Here's your uh, mandatory watching. I don't have cable anymore, but do they still do 24 hours of a Christmas story on Christmas Day? That I have no idea. Uh, on TBS? I got it off of YouTube TV. Okay. Because like... That, uh, was, that a, was thanks to thanks to a friend. That was uh, a thing every year on TBS. They would do 24 hours of a Christmas story. And I every year I would tell myself, I'm going to sit down and watch the beginning to the end of this movie and i never did i've seen i've probably seen that movie 10 times but i've never seen it all at once i've only seen it in 30 second to like five minute increments i i generally love that movie just the the interactions of the kids the families it's it's wonderfully done the attitude and like the acting of like the mother um just all the subtle nuances behind it it's it's perfect in the, in the sense that it feels like a real family it feels legit um you know, uh, younger brother crying, thinking that the older brother is going to get in trouble with the dad and the, his reactions. I'm like, that's very believable. Um, the way like the dad just reacts to some of the kid, like the kid getting up from under the sink. He just kind of doesn't say a single word, just looks in confusion and shrugs and goes back to his newspaper. <laughs> it's like you can see what he's thinking. And then but not a single word of dialogue is spoken. Uh, and then or like, you know, just being the kid being upset, being like, uh, getting his mouth washed out with soap and being like, yeah, if like, if I go blind, you know, that more or less that that'll teach you, you you'll feel sorry for me then, you know, it's like, I can't like, that's his hope is that he can get back at his parents by going blind because he had to have his mouth washed out with soap, you know? <laughs> and when you're a stupid little kid, you, you think, think things like, like that. that yeah. And it's just, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, though I did get to, um, uh scare my kid into like when he's looking at the uh kid licking the pole he's like what's what's he doing and i'm like he's like he's licking a pole outside he's like you don't do that while it's cold and he goes he goes uh like you need help i'm like yes he'll need the fire department (laughs) like he gets his head ripped from the pole and he's just like like, my kid's like is it hurt i'm like yes it hurts (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's why you don't do stuff like that. It's just uh, my wife is like, you're going to traumatize our kid. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to do it. It might as well be me. <laughs> I mean, oh, if, if it teaches them not to do stupid stuff. All right. That's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, Christmas yeah, time. That's it. Uh, traumatizing my kid into uh into adulthood so one step at a time one step at a time uh, all right well if you guys made it to this far uh we appreciate it uh it's been a really uh silly episode uh you know this last one of the year so uh thanks for uh sticking with us and you know happy new year's to everyone out there uh so nick what are your words of wisdom carrying us into the new year um Start on your New Year's resolutions now. Yeah, good point. Because, you know, <laughs> by the uh, time that you actually listen to this, uh, it will be time to start your New Year's resolution pretty much. So, yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, just do, do something achievable. Uh, just say, like, my goal is to, you know, spend every Saturday three hours a day on the couch. And then you'll feel proud of yourself that you've accomplished your goals. Remember, uh, it's better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been uh, another Dead Pixel, uh, episode 60. And thank you very much, guys. Until next time, y'all take it easy. Bye. Bye.